0: Whenever I'm about to do something, I think, would an idiot do
1: that? And if they would, I do not do that thing.
2: At the time, I thought it was chow-like goodbye, you know, like chow, arrived, sabor. Papa. I'm back. So they obviously wanted proof of funds. I didn't have five million dollars to bank account. <laughs> so I falsified documents. <laughs> That's what I do. If you don't write checks, how do you pay these guys? Straight Cash homie. <laughs> it was the pleasure palace. <laughs> yes.
3: There it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the pleasure palace. Don't you dare, Isaiah. As long as you close your eyes, it's not bad. <laughs> yeah, see, that thing, it got me all up my face. I may mean, have salt in my beard. That's a salt, brother. It's just kind of, it's a really good vibe. And I do come up here for golf a lot. And, and
0: I've golfed some of the best courses, like Pirate's Cove. And
3: So you're telling me you the do? hornier the deer, the more likely he's going to die. Yeah, you know what? You kind of hit it on the head, to be
1: honest. No! God, please, no! No! Yeah,
3: if anything, we deserve a reward or something, like a trophy. <laughs> <right>. is,
0: this, <laughs> is this where Isaiah finally talks? Yes. yes. Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Listen Local podcast. I am Isaiah Moingen, and we are sponsored by the wonderful Pequot Lakes and Gull Lake Sanitation. And I am joined, as always, by Colton Mayer and Jacob Blazer. Nicely done, guys. Welcome yes. to the show.
3: It's Welcome. almost like
1: that was our second try. Almost. almost.
3: You know, we have a lot of second tries or third or fourths on this show. So, Do we? But, yeah, I know. It's way too early for me, by the way.
0: Good morning, Jacob. Thank you. Have you had your coffee? Mm-hmm. Yester- did you do the same thing you did yesterday? What did I do yesterday? Like eight shots of espresso uh, s- in
1: your five. Americano? Five. Five, five get shots. Get start, start off
3: hot and, heavy. Hot and so heavy. That's like
0: pure espresso with
3: mm-hmm. a shot of water. Mm-hmm. Got it. So, Good. speaking of hot coffee... How about the (laughs) virtual ice fishing extravaganza this past weekend?
1: I like to think that I'm fairly rugged when it comes to ice fishing and I can handle the cold, but I legitimately got sick, possibly hypothermic. I froze to death and I was hole hopping. I really wanted to win. I don't know why I cared so much. Um, And we had the permanent fish house out on the ice, but I chose to fish about 100 yards away from it. Uh, Yeah, it was brutal. I've...
3: Seems I was sick silly. to my
1: stomach the entire day after I finally warmed up. And everybody's like, wow, you look like death. And oh. then I fell asleep for like 14 hours and I woke up and I said, wow, I feel a lot better. I wonder what was going on. But <laughs> uh, I did win. I won. What? Oh. <laughs> Shields $100 gift card for a 21-inch Northern. Hey. Wow. Yeah. Nice. done. So it was a done.
3: success. Huh. I didn't we know people would stuff like this. this. Yeah. Man, it's pretty cool. What
1: do you mean? Why would I? Why would you enter in a contest if there isn't? I've a... heard
3: of like of all these like extravaganzas. I've only known one winner of anything. So I. Well, think the it's nice all thing is,
0: fake. is from what I've heard, <laughs> is there's multiple winners. That's like a I lot think. of winners.
1: You are correct in that there I, are a lot of winners. Based on
0: a few conversations we've had recently, like there's multiple winners, and I believe there's more chances to win to come.
1: Well, there's a whole other week. This weekend is an entire. That was just the beginning. That was was just the tip of the ice. The the teaser, if you will. Ooh, tip of the ice. Sure. That's good. Yeah. So there's
0: another one this week. There's another one this weekend. The big
1: one, the real one, the main one. So what
0: you're saying is you're not taking the one this weekend as seriously? Oh. (laughs) Oh, I am. I just have lower expectations. Got it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) See, the the beauty of being able to pick your own fishing spot is you actually uh, might have a better chance of catching something. Mm. True. I think all in all, granted, we thought we were fishing crappies but uh, all in all we caught about a dozen a dozen pike um <laughs> yeah it was a, it was a, a fun day but uh, and we had that kind of experience last year with the virtual version uh on a different local lake that was a little harder to get to because of the slush this year so we chose a different one um but when you go to hole in the day bay it's a set area you get to pick and choose from just that that grid versus, you know, an entire lake or any lake you want to choose from. So it's a little harder to catch a fish. In um, the 15 you know how years he, I've done it, I've caught zero. So.
3: You know how people say you learn something new every day? That happened to me yesterday. Th- did you know there's a fish called a tulabi? Yes. Yeah, I did not know <laughs> that. Mm-hmm. They said it is a, a white fish. It is. It's um, called the tulabi. Yes. And that's going to be the catch of the day this year. Um, yes.
1: I I did not know the catch of the day thing, but right. I, believe I was that's I was what it was last I was wondering year.
3: Wondering if he was going to say it because I don't know if it's public knowledge yet. Well, but I mean, wow! Well, I mean, well, by give the time us a couple get days this, to yeah. get this thing out yeah. and we'll be yeah. Good yeah. To go. But no, it's it's, it's um. So the catch of the day is a tulipie. Tulipie. yes. If you make it makes you feel any better, I don't think I've ever caught one. Or well, I, I wouldn't really know, know if I did. <laughs> Although I wouldn't know if I caught a northern, probably. So okay. uh, you'd yeah. feel it. Okay. I'd feel it. Yeah, it would slimy. Aren't all fish slimy? No, not like northern's.
0: They're a different slime.
1: Huh.
3: Growing up in
0: Minnesota.
1: See, but...
3: <laughs> Minnesota. born Tula and, no, probably stinks born, no. a
1: little more than than the northern does. It probably leaves a little got, extra s- gusto. Left yeah, it's on got you. the smell. That the moral died. of the story here is that the Brainerd J.C.'s ice fishing extravaganza is this weekend, mm-hmm. uh, the 29th. You can still get raffle tickets up until noon, I believe. So yeah. uh, even if you're not fishing, make sure you're supporting the J.C.'s or also buying your raffle tickets through... Um, a third, local nonprofit, yeah, yep. nonprofits or or third party foundations around the area. So, mm-hmm. plenty of happenings this weekend.
3: Yes. Speaking of that, and the ice fishing extravaganza, um, over at the Northern Pacific Center, they will be doing a pre-party for Lakes Jam that also ties in for the extravaganza, I believe, in some way. There's going to be the Mason Dixon Line performing. Um, I have heard of that in history class. I have not heard of them as a band, <laughs> um, but. They probably pretty good. I'm guessing they're a country Southern uh, band. I could be wrong. They could is be. Is that based on your. Yeah. It could your, be heavy metal for all yeah. I know. Is that but, based uh, on history class or mm, is that just yeah. a, a gut feeling? Yeah. Both gut feeling. Got but it. Okay. So NP center entertainment that night. Um, yeah. I think that's a, we, we recapped it out could it be history class or like geography? No, ma- history. Cause
0: isn't the Mason Dixon. A Line. place. Yeah. But it happened one time. Grew up south oh, with Mason okay. Dixon. So I, yeah. I don't think that's how it works, but
3: <laughs> probably why I didn't do good in school. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, well, speaking of not doing good in school, let's introduce our guest of the day. <laughs> we have our old friend and Kimber Creeker here, Mr. Nate Geike. Nate. How are you? I'm
2: doing well. I'm doing well, <laughs> That's a hell of a intro. <laughs> I
3: yeah, I, that.
2: I did get an A one time in class. Awesome, well, hey. you know, yeah, One time. That's all right.
3: That's two right. letter grades above anything I got. So. <laughs> Nate, honestly, though, welcome. Thank you for coming in. Um, like I mentioned, Colton and I have known you for years. Um, something we really harp on a lot on this show is that Like why Brainerd Lakes area, why people, you know, felt the need to get out of the town when out of high school and then somehow find their way back here. You know, a decade later, you almost had that same route as Colton and I and and Isaiah to an extent. Um, Just give our listeners a little background of who you are and where you've been and where you're at now.
2: Yeah. You know, it's crazy. You do. You, you grow up in high school thinking, you know, everything and like, Oh, I'm going to get out of here and change the world, you know? And then you're like, why would I want to go anywhere? It's perfect up here. You got the lakes, you got the woods, you don't have the people, which at this point in time right now is my favorite part. Uh, you know, I never thought that I'd move back home and, and be in the car business, but ultimately when my wife's like, Hey, I want to live in Nisswa. Okay. We're living in Nisswa. It's no problem. I know the area. And so yeah, I found my way up to, up to Kimber Creek after not doing so well in school and not accomplishing what I wanted to there. And, you know, it's just been nice. You get to wake up every single day and not have an hour commute to work. And, I mean, the only time you ever do is if you get stuck behind the double snow plow.
3: Mm-hmm. We're probably hitting mailboxes, but probably, that's that note. Probably. Um, yep. Yeah. There's, there's a backstory there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So then, so your journey has now led you, we'll probably dive into some other specifics in a little bit, has led you to Kimber Creek, which is one of the main reasons you are here. Uh, we haven't had somebody from the car industry on the podcast in the last couple of years since, you know, COVID hit and all of that. Um, a lot of places were hurting for business. For you guys, though, in the car industry, it was almost like you had too much business and not enough inventory. Is that correct?
2: Oh, yeah. it's. It, I've never seen anything like it. You know, I've been in the car business for seven years. Um, I'm used car manager now, and finding used inventory is ridiculous. You've got people that they just don't care. They're like, I'm asking $35,000 for my vehicle. You're like... It's a 2001 with 400,000 miles on it, sir. You're never going to get that kind of money, but I'll I'll just wait it out. It's fine. No big deal. You know, and so especially too up at Kimber Creek, you know, we had the fire back in August, but you have COVID and Mm -hmm. so COVID comes in and everyone's like, oh, lay off all your employees. Just send them all home and shut everything down. It's like, well, we, we, we're not going to do that. You know, so we went from being car salesmen and, and mechanics and technicians and lubes loop tax, I guess would be the correct term there. Um, all those guys to painters and carpenters and cleaners, because it's just, there was maintenance that needed to be done around the dealership. We had to do it. So then all your inventory dries up. So now what do you do? Well, you got people coming in the door because they've all got extra money right now. And they're like, I want to buy something. And you're like, sorry, I mm-hmm. can't sell it to you because we don't have it. You know, So ordering became a huge deal. Everybody that walked in the door and wanted a new vehicle was just ordering. Well, then we had microchip shortage. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, okay, great. You've ordered a vehicle six months ago, but we don't have microchips, So it's currently built sitting in a you know, raceway in Kentucky and someday it'll show up. And until it does, like, you're just out of vehicle. Well, then when the market shot up, then people are coming in. They're like, well, can I get rid of my vehicle now? I'll give it to you now and I'll just wait for my new one. You're like, cool. We have inventory. But again, they're all selling immediately because people are waiting for them. And you know, then a fire comes in, and because of all the stuff that I've already mentioned, now you can't get the stuff you need to rebuild your business either. So it's it's just kind of a crazy time, and it's all a bunch of things I don't think any of us ever thought we'd see.
1: It's funny, Art, the entire—I mean, there wasn't a lot on the list that I contributed to things that I wanted to talk about, but you just summarized everything that I had. <laughs> uh, but I do want—I do want to hear a little Definitely. more. Uh, just anybody who's listening, who's in the area, knows that Kimmer Creek—I don't want to say came out of nowhere. But they really took the area by storm and just a, a strong marketing effort, strong brand recognition. And um, yeah, how, how did Kimber Creek come to be? And what is, what is it that Kimber Creek stands for from a not necessarily a sales standpoint, but what, what do you pride yourself on that's been able to be client facing uh, to help build that brand?
2: Yeah, so we've got an absolutely wonderful owner. You know, he started as a salesman in the car business, which is great because there's a lot of these guys out there that own dealerships right now that mom and dad owned the dealership and they walked into it. And don't get me wrong, they they earned it and they worked through two, but they already had an established dealership started. And and Cade is is our owner. He was a salesman and he, he literally bought a dealership because someone told him he'd never own a dealership. And he's like, I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to win out of spite. And so Cade came up here in April. Of 2015, and he bought what was Houston Ford for many, many years. Um, the Houston family did a wonderful job keeping that dealership open. And Cade came in with a vision of how we're going to do things going forward. And the biggest thing that we do is we are a value price dealership, which means we give you our very best price right up front each and every time. And everybody thinks like, oh, that's what everybody's doing nowadays. No, not everybody's doing that because the fact of the matter is, is it's really, really hard when you tell someone to give me your best price and they are like, well, give me 300 bucks off. Well, you lose all integrity if you go, okay, you got me. Um, and then we back that up with award-winning service and we take care of our customers. You know, all the time we have customers that come in because they're vehicles in an effort to make a profit. All these brands made tons and tons and tons of them. And when you make that many, you're gonna have problems. It just, It just happens. And so you have these people that come in, they're like, hey, I bought this vehicle three months ago. I'm having this going on. And most dealerships at that point in time are like, did you get a warranty? No? Well, that's too bad. We'll fix it for you and we'll thousand let you bucks. know what's going to cost you. Yep, 1000 yep, bucks. <laughs> it's it's going to be $200 just for us to look at it. And the simple fact of the matter is our, our owner asks himself, what's the right thing to do? You bought a vehicle for me three months ago. It's a lower tie rod yeah, you know what? The fact of the matter is that was probably starting to go during the inspection process. Maybe we missed it. Maybe we decided not to do it because the car dictated that it was okay, but the right thing now is just to take care of it and fix it. And, and so we just take care of it. And, and because of that, because of some of the people that we have in place, I mean, we've got our finance manager, Maria, she's a hugger and people absolutely love it. Like, they just come in and they're like, is, is the hugger around? I want a hug. And you know, these old people, they don't have any reason to be at the dealership other than I want to stop and get a hug. So (laughs) it's, it's great, you know, and I mean, Ford's a good product. They're all good products nowadays. I really, really like the F one fifty. I think it's a great truck. You know, I, I drive an Explorer. My wife has an expedition. We, we love them and, and haven't had any problems with them. And so when you have a good brand and you have a good person behind it, I mean, so many people just care about the dollars and cents and our owner cares about the dollars and cents, of course, because he's the owner of a business, but he cares about happy customers. Mm-hmm. And happy customers bring happy customers.
3: Yeah, I think that was Colton. You uh you heard me complain a lot of probably twenty nineteen or twenty twenty, early twenty twenty, when I had got my new Kia Sorrento.
1: I hear you complain every day. Well that's yeah. true. Yeah.
3: Everyone's used to me complaining and moaning about something. But I had Got a brand new car. My first ever car I got that literally had six miles on the odometer. I'm like, I felt so good. It was a brand new Sorento. I loved it. Within 100 miles, it started having issues with the cruise control and the brake system. And I brought it back. And so, I mean, 100 miles from me is probably like a day. But like, I I brought it back within the week. I said, you guys, something's going on. It's a brand new car. And they felt it. They knew it. They acknowledged there's an issue. They acknowledged that. Kia at the time could not fix it. And they're like, you're stuck with it. Sorry. And I'm like, no, that's, it's revving. That's going to hurt the engine like over a course of time. And they're like, too bad. And so hearing that, Nate, that, you know, you, you say three months, I was three days and they weren't going to help me with a brand spanking new car. And they said, even though they knew it. And I think that's huge to know because, um, buying a new car is a massive commitment. You know, it's a lot of money. Um, so I just, just in that regard I will tell people to go to Kimber Creek because I've had bad experience with other places in the past.
2: Well, you know when you look at it I mean you've got you've got Colton sitting here who sells houses which mm-hmm. is for 99% of the population that's the biggest purchase they're ever going to make in their entire life. Right. Their second biggest is their car. It's just that simple, you know, and we had a customer that was in the other day, you talk about doing business the right way. We have we've got a, a guy works for us, he's our internet manager and he left, went to another dealership. Customer came in, bought a vehicle from him. Very next day, they came back. They're like, hey, our check engine light came on. Just wondering if you could take a look at it. Let us know what it is. Total fix. All said and done. 90 bucks. Manager comes out and goes, did you sign right here? You did? Yeah, congratulations. It's as is. Your bill's $90. Hmm. And he's like, that would have never happened at Kimber Creek. I mean, we had a customer came in that hit something. There was a hole in their bumper going into their radiator. Hit something and we're like, it's your fault. It's your vehicle's fault. You sold it to us that way. We're like, it's a brand new vehicle with a thousand miles on it. And you clearly hit something. You need a new radiator. And they're like, I'm not paying for it. And the owner's like, Well, I tell you what, you got a hundred dollar deductible. If you had if if this was covered under the warranty you purchased, which it's not, but if it was, you would have a hundred dollar deductible. You pay for a hundred bucks, I'll pay for the rest of it. Just to make the customer happy. You know, and then you see it now with the market doing what it's doing and 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 people just asking ungodly amounts of money for their vehicle mm-hmm. we have a salesman whose mom little old lady she walks with a walker, she's got handicap plates goes into a dealership and the dealership sold her a vehicle over MSRP and then they sold her a 3 year 36,000 mile bumper to bumper warranty the car came with a 4 year 48,000 mile bumper to bumper warranty from factory so they sold her an extended warranty that doesn't even Man, cover <laughs> Jeez. what the original factory warranty covered it's like that's, that's what dealerships are doing, and that's what people are doing, and they just they don't know that because they don't know the car business. It's not their fault, and the, and the dealers know that, and they take advantage of it. It's the best thing that has happened to me in my career is finding my way up to Kimber Creek Ford and getting a job
3: there. I wondered about that, um, the MSRP thing and the inflation and the supply and demand because we were looking a, – a buddy of mine just bought a, a new smaller truck, and he was looking around, and we had seen the Maverick, the new little truck from Ford. Um, and nobody had it, mm-hmm. and, but there were a few places, the MSRP on it was like 21,000, but they were marking it up to 30. And I'm like, I didn't, I had never seen that before within the car business. You know, it's always like, here's our MSRP or here's the MSRP and here's $2,000 off. Cause it's a new car and through the dealership. Are you, are you guys seeing that a lot in the industry as well? Not just, you know, new vehicles like the Broncos and that, but just F one fifties as well.
2: Oh yeah. It's. There are dealerships and and our owner said to us the other day, we had a big, uh, well, it's the first Monday of January, we had a big team meeting. He's like, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe we missed the boat on this a little bit, but yes, there's, so Ford, especially on the F-150s, Ford has what's called MSRP and high MSRP. And if you look at the window sticker, there's high MSRP and then Ford gives you a discount for what features your truck has. And it can be anywhere from 750 to 2,500 bucks. Well, then there's the actual MSRP of the vehicle. Well, most dealerships that we compete with, we're selling at high MSRP or above. And the simple fact of the matter is, is if you want a vehicle, I have it on my lot. So you can buy it or you can move on. I don't care, but somebody's going to buy it for that Mm -hmm. money. And of course, we stay true to who we were. We still value price dealership, still price, you know, most of our vehicles around invoice, you know, maybe 500 bucks over invoice, something like that, which if we go 500 bucks over invoice, we're 35 to $4,500 cheaper than the next closest place. I mean, the only vehicle that I was ever aware of, the two vehicles that I was aware of that sold for over window sticker, when the Raptor first came out, because it was this unique kind of thing, no other truck had it, and the GT500, the Shelby. I mean, the Shelby to this day still sells sells for over window sticker, because each dealership gets one, and well, if there's three thousand four dealerships in the United States, there's not many of these cars that go out each year. So people are willing to pay ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars over window sticker. Um, now there's a special package on the Raptor, so the Raptor this year will probably go. If you get that special package, will probably go over MSRP again. But I mean, even the Broncos, like guys are selling forty, fifty thousand dollars over, and people are buying them because they've been waiting twenty years to get one, and now they got the money to do it. It's like it's insane to me.
3: Have you seen the new uh, raptor they have on the lot right now? It's blazerlicious, right. It's that red and black sex on. So oh. Nate's
1: making a sale today.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sam is going to murder me. I'm just going to go with the Blazer American Express. And uh, he's gonna be like, what's this $60,000 purchase? You guys take
0: American Express? <laughs> Look at all these miles
3: we have. He, <laughs> Nate knows this. He wanted a, one of the new Sprinter vans. He knows that your yeah. card won't work. Yeah. And so when, when, when I go there, Sam's going to be like, oh, Jacob must have got the van. Oh, hell no. I got that Raptor that's on the lot. So you guys are getting more and more of those, those trucks. I saw the... There was another one you got in as a trade. I don't think it was a Ford. It was the white lifted truck. Right. Is that still <laughs> out there too? Yep,
2: that GMC Denali yeah. came in on Saturday. Yeah, it's a 2020 Denali with 47,000 oh, yeah. miles I on had it. I to stop when that. Yeah, it's <laughs> got like a five and, <laughs> and a half inch lift. It's, <laughs> That's it's a, a pretty truck. truck. And it was yeah. funny because like we see lifted vehicles all the time and you never really think about it. And all of a sudden I walk out and I'm looking at this thing and I'm walking around it and I was like, how the heck do I get into it? You know what I mean? I'm 6'1". I'm a pretty big guy. I can get into pretty much anything. And I'm like, this is, this is big. I'm standing there taking pictures. I got my arms out in front of me and I'm getting like the license plate. I'm like, okay, this isn't going to work. I'm not going to get pictures of this truck when I'm at the license plate level.
3: <laughs> so, okay, taking a step back, maybe forward. You, so you step anywhere you want. At what point in your career at Kimber Creek did you go to the owners and say, hey, I'm an entertainer. We need to put me on camera because uh, not only are, you know, there's like models in the world, where, like Giselle, Brooklyn Decker, you know, and then there's you Isaiah's, modeling Isaiah's mustache. Isaiah's mustache. Uh, you, you, you are modeling up. for your wife's business, boutique and Brainerd. But then all of a sudden, bam, I mean, Chris Farley, who? Yeah. <laughs>
2: What's this? Now I know what you're thinking. So I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you, The 2019 Ford Mustang convertible with the performance package. It's got the 2.3 liter EcoBoost active valve management. Puts out 310 horsepower, 350 foot-pounds of torque. I can top this baby out at 123. Never do though, of course. Ah. Well, not unless I'm chasing a hot chick in a Ferrari. You know what I mean? Was that a Ferrari? Sorry. Got
3: to go. Oh man! And there it is. <laughs> you kind of totally put it on the spot. Forgot there. about that one.
2: It's great We found it. It's yeah, awesome. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah, I had Officer Mihov in the back there with me. So, <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh man. You yeah, know, so, so it's, Jack it's of all trades. yeah, it's funny <laughs> when I had
2: my. Uh, my mohawk that just so graciously flowed into uh, this wonderful mullet. I miss that hair. Uh, my boss is like, Man, and if I didn't know you as a person, I'd, I'd be like, there's absolutely no way you can have hair like that and work in a car dealership. You just can't do it. But it all just ties together with you and your personality. And so how it all started is we did a video. We had an indoor car sale and we did a video. I had this Gorgeous purple tucks on, and I had my just flowing locks. And our internet manager James is like, "We're gonna go live," and I was like, "Live? That means I got one opportunity. Like, I better not screw this up." And and I just, I think I blacked out for a minute, and I just started <laughs> started talking. And by the time it was all said and done, it was kind of funny, and and people liked it. And the following Monday, I come to work, and my boss is like. I'm putting you on TV. <laughs> and I was like, uh, yeah, good one. He's like, no, I'm serious. He goes, we have scripts for commercials that we wrote back in uh, September of 2015. And he said, I have yet to find the perfect personality to put them to work. And I think I found it. And I was like, you found it. I applied for a job here. I, think <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I, I found it like, you know, but, and um, so we wrote these scripts and we started going. And the best part about it is he's like, I, I just, Nate, I want you to be you and just go ahead. And so it's been nice. There were a couple of videos that we did that were maybe, you know, a little much for the car business. So we didn't put them on there, but that's like the <laughs> other
3: day, Colton. Yeah. Uh, you noticed the new coasters downstairs from snarky loon. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know how Jacob said they've been here for uh, a few months, but mm-hmm.
3: yeah, I've,
1: I guess I've always seen the two sided. Obviously I've always seen the, um, just was, their branded, yep. you know, just their logo and, for whatever reason, I walked
3: up yesterday morning, and there it was. It said, best head in town.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: with the little snarky, let's let's leave with context. The snarky loon head. Yes. So, yes. 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 Yeah. But um, also,
1: you know, like, the head on the beer. Oh. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. a that's, thing, too. The foam they, on they top, it's called head the head of the head. loon. Oh, yeah. Learn oh. something new
3: today. You yeah. learned yeah, what a couple else, things. We can teach you whatever <laughs> you want. in <laughs> <of> the world? <laughs> 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 and Use I thought I needed to get out and explore the world to learn all this stuff. Jacob. Promise me your
1: children will not be as sheltered as you. Children? Well, future potential. <laughs> yeah. If you have children. They're out there. Okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, and like, for example, when they're talking about a buck, the hornier it is, the yeah. more likely it is to go on the wall. They're actually talking about the antlers, but antlery oh. wouldn't make sense. Yep.
3: Yes. Okay. Good yes. to know. Yes. Good to know. Phrasing. Huh.
0: We'll
1: keep
3: funny, going. Funny we'll days. Going. Funny times. Funny times. <laughs> um, back to funny things. Oh, you're going funny. Go ahead. No, I'm going funny one more time before yep. we we end the funniness. Yep. So, entertainer, like when we started seeing these videos of Nate, it was like, oh my god, this is perfect because we remember guys from high school, and it was like you were the entertainer. You were you were the entertainer on the baseball team. You were the entertainer on the football team. The hockey team. You were you were that guy. And honestly, I I tell this story about how. We would leave, and I think we've talked about it even with Brady Palmer when he was on, how I would, we, I would leave at lunch. I was like a freshman or sophomore, and I'd go with like the older dudes to Taco Bell. Him. It was Nate <laughs> that introduced me to let's skip school and go have lunch at Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, which is a thing you taught me the other day, and yeah. what I know as Taco Depot yeah. at one yes. time was Taco Bell. 100%. Yep.
3: yep. <clears throat> which I found out because I was the cool freshman chilling with the right. juniors. So, it what did you guys reason. do to ruin that for us?
0: I don't know, because I had many a uh, many a uh, tacos from that depot, and
1: I would say the franchise fee was too high for Taco Depot to
0: remain Taco Bell.
1: Ah, yeah, <laughs> oh, it's got to be something like that. I would <laughs>
2: imagine. <laughs> we loved that place. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was. We awesome. didn't need enough tacos, I guess. No, it was awesome.
3: Skip school more. Yeah, good times, man. Good times. Oh. I saw a picture
1: of Nate the other day. Um, this is back from. Our baseball days, but I always remember the uh, jersey, depending on you could tell the temperature of the game by how many buttons Nate had undone <laughs> in his uniform. And uh, this particular game, it was like maybe one button above the belly button. <laughs> oh, my God. You
2: know, the best part, too, is like there was never – I always – I mean, I always – I was a Braves fan. Chipper Jones always wore a button down, you know, so I always did the same thing, too. But then all of a sudden, one day, Coach was like – Oh, you got button up your jersey. I just started like I'm just gonna see how far I <laughs> go <laughs> the other way with this thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Oh my god. Uh, to get
1: back on the uh, on the <laughs> oh that's it we're done with vehicle, that fun <laughs> stuff. the vehicle train. I do want to hear more about the this infamous uh, chip crisis yes. shortage, whatever we're supposed to to label that thing, um, because I think it's happening across all brands, not just mm. Ford. Um, and anybody who's tried to buy a vehicle for the last couple of years has experienced it.
2: Yeah. And the biggest thing is, is there's equipment from, you know, when, when a new model comes out, you expect there to be something new that that model has that the previous model didn't. I mean, if they were all exactly the same, I don't know why you'd give them years, you know, uh, okay. This, right. this new model that just came out, it's going to be exactly the same. We're not going to make changes for five years. Okay. What's the matter if it's 21, 22, 23, you know, but, um, so perfect example um, on the F150 you get a Lariat with dual climate control it's not the only one in the market that that does this but you get a dual climate control and you get the number on the knob so you know exactly where what temperature it is well because of microchips for 2022 now you don't you don't get the number on the knob you just get the number on the screen and i don't know why that microchip makes an issue but there are there's more technology in new vehicles than there was in the original Uh, space station that went to the moon landing. Dang. Like, it's absolutely insane to think of how much technology and how many computers are in these vehicles. And they're all controlled by these little chips and little things like that. And so they were able to build these vehicles for a while and build them and send them off to the side and then come in and put all the microchips in. And at first they're like, well, maybe we send them to the dealer and they can sit on the dealer lot. And then when we get the chips, we'll just send them to them. Well, of course, like the dealers are like, well, how do we decide whose vehicle gets what? I mean, you know, our owners, like, how do I tell my my good friends, hey, sorry, (laughs) you can't have your vehicle because some stranger who happened to be driving by and ordered a vehicle from us, uh, they, they ordered theirs first. You know, it's just it's one of those things. And when they're all sitting there on the lot, now your lot's filled with vehicles you can't sell and people are driving by. And I think when it's out of sight, out of mind. But like, okay, you know, it's like when you used to get the cereal box and you rip all the tabs off and save them and you'd send everything in like, and it was three to four weeks for shipping for your little toy that you got from the cereal box. You you were like, okay, whatever. I just, and also one day it showed up and you're like, yay, you know, now we have Amazon prime and I ordered it 15 minutes ago and it's not here yet. And it's like, well, what the heck, how is this taking so long to get here? You know? And so when you see it every single day, it creates more problems, but there's, I mean, this microchip shortage thing is... I I someday it's going to, you know, it's, it's, it's the materials and, and the builders, you know, that's the biggest thing is you've got so many people right now that aren't working for, for whatever reason, I'm, that's, I'm not here to judge. I, you, you have your reasons for not working, but because of the fact that you have less people working and all these materials are gone because we didn't think like, oh, we're going to go through a micro, you know, we're going to go through this spot where we're using them and not making them. And, and that's what happened. I mean, that's the whole reason why we got an inventory shortage on vehicles is because for 90 days, these manufacturers stopped making vehicles and they switched over and were making ventilators back in, you know, it started in March, April of 2020. And so, well, 90 days without, I mean, you're, you're in sales house, you know, 90 days where not a single house becomes available in any way, shape or form, but everything that's on the market still sells. You know, so you just crazy. get to a point where you're like, oh, what do we do? And obviously, you can't build a house overnight. I mean, I don't know, maybe a tiny house you could, I suppose, <laughs> if you had enough people and put the work together. Pulling <laughs> a fish but, house, you know, pull <laughs> a fish house. You, know, you know, but it's—I—I I don't know when we're going to see the end of it. To be honest, I, I think we're in a position of across the board for all the dealers of oh. years. You know, I mean, I was talking to a buddy of mine last night, and we were talking about GM, and and there's talk that you know GM's got like a 10-year plan. And and that's how long they think it's going to take to officially recover from it. Wow. I, I don't I don't know with any of the other brands because I don't talk about that stuff much. I mean, it's hard. You know, you get out and about and you talk to your friends about cars and stuff like that. And it, it's just, it gets hard when you're talking inner, you know, oh, you work for a dealership, you're a salesman, I'm a salesman, let's talk about all the tricks of the trade, let's talk about all the secrets, the, the financials and stuff like that. Just, you don't really do that much, so... Right. Now, at one point,
1: I bought a truck um, in, well, in July. We totaled out our,
2: our old truck. So
1: then it took until September to find one on a lot anywhere. And I mean, I would have drove five, six states to find a truck. Um, I put down, I don't know how many deposits, like seven, seven times I called. I said, that's a truck. I'll be there this weekend. Can I give you a deposit? No, no, no worries. Uh, it'll be here when you get here call the day before hey i'm about to take off no we sold it okay great so next guy send him a deposit uh we actually just canceled your deposit because somebody else came in the lot and (laughs) bought it cash so long story short through all of this trying to find one on a lot trying to order a gm at that time and it was a gmc it was i think they said rolling the dice six to eight months yeah said a lot of them have been coming sooner but they weren't willing to say any sooner than six to eight months yep what is that date today for you? And Ford was the same way. I was, I was looking at a a couple of new Fords, not used Fords. And it was a a six to eight month wait for at least, um, what I was being told.
2: Yep. So, um, had a customer order a vehicle, had two of them actually order 2022 F-150s in October. They both picked up their vehicles in December. So that's a pretty quick turnaround. Now there are obviously commodity, uh, restraints and so there's certain equipment if you're like hey i want this you know you're not going to get it if you're looking at a super duty for example i mean they told us if you want to spray a bed liner on your super duty expect a 27 week 27 week wait
1: which is so funny because if it gets to town you can book a, uh, yep. uh, an appointment tomorrow to get it sprayed
2: yep yep so there's there's those things and i think what they do is they they stretch that out uh, we're telling customers right now we're telling them 12 to 16 weeks that's where we're at which is Three to four months, if my math suits me correctly. Yeah, so Just counting my fingers. Yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. Again, we already established not going to school. Okay. <laughs> so, um, but I was an entertainer. So, I made <laughs> you know, but um, that's kind of where it's at. It, it, we've had some trucks that obviously have come in really quick. We've had some that have taken longer. I mean, I've got a customer whose truck was supposed to be here the first part of December. It's still not here. He texted me yesterday from Florida. He's like, I don't know, man. I'm just kind of. I'm just kind of getting tired of waiting. I was like, I know, I totally agree with you, but unfortunately, it's one of those things where it's out of our hands right now. I mean, Ford released the vehicle and put it on a plane, or on not on a plane. That'd be cool, though, to fly in vehicles. Um, they put it on a the military train. Military does it, why not? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> drop it off with a big parachute and just float down to <laughs> the dealership.
1: And the parachute says, Chuck, your truck is in there.
2: <laughs> Chuck, look! <laughs> Do you think that would be a viable form of transportation because i mean i don't know that anybody's doing it yet all well, the i know is, is but all
1: i know is you got to be skydiving alongside of that <laughs> yeah. thing throw your chute, yeah. call your customer yeah we got it yeah
2: I, I, but make sure there's a parachute and not a bag of something else because i think that also happened in a movie with car sales <laughs> no. that's right
3: yes oh my god so when you see these car shows these auto shows the big ones in minneapolis or chicago or wherever um, or even like announcements online where you see the new Bronco Raptor co- combo or whatever, you know it's going to be a while before you even get those and you're going to have people it. calling today. Yeah, you know?
2: I, I hate it. You know, we, so Ford sent us out a survey just specifically on the Bronco and they sent it to the dealerships, dealerships only. And they asked, how often are you receiving inquiries from your customers about their Bronco? Is it weekly, bi weekly, monthly? Not that often. Uh, other every single day. <laughs> every day we talk to somebody about their Bronco because it's so, it's this gorgeous marketing plan, right? Like, I know how it started. Somebody, somewhere, as Ford all agreed with a group of individuals, probably in a size room like we're in right now. And there's probably four people, and they're like, hey, we're going to bring the Bronco back, but don't tell anybody. <laughs> Shh. And they brought one guy in there that they knew was going to tell everybody the loudest like, mouth in the room. Like we know this Isaiah. guy's going to tell everybody. Yeah. Yep, if <laughs> it's <laughs> Isaiah. It's Isaiah. Yeah. So I mean, no. Isaiah goes out and tells whoever, like, dude, the Broncos coming back, and they're like, no, don't tell anybody. I wasn't don't tell to... anybody. Yeah. I was in. I was in the meeting. There was four of us, and 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 it's coming. Trust me. Yes, and, and it's so, going to
0: look exactly like the old one.
2: Yes. Yep. <laughs> and so it's it's funny because it. It just all sends snowballs, but there's zero information. I mean, for two years, I heard about the Bronco. Before I even worked at Kimber Creek, I heard Broncos coming back. I remember I was like,
0: seeing all the different Broncos. They're coming mm-hmm. up. It's going to look like this. It's going to look like this. It's going like to look like this. And yep.
2: it was re- nuts. And so, so it was you? Sh- yeah, it was. It was totally Isaiah. Don't tell anybody yeah. it was me.
3: I, I I think he found his new job, actually. He should be the guy... Bring in Isaiah, like into any <laughs> <laughs> that and stand in
1: stand ins for uh, videos. That's, That's true. Yeah, he's been
3: a lot of that. Yeah, he's been an extra in a lot of a lot of videos. Still waiting for that call from Strike Master, but so yeah, yeah. <laughs> so one of
1: the first Broncos, I well, I don't know if it's the first. A Bronco that sticks out to me in history is uh, American Pie. Stifler was standing in the back seat, pounding on the top of the (laughs) the, from the back, pounding on the top of the front. And I don't remember what he was yelling, but I just remember that being like, "God, that is a cool vehicle, Mm -hmm. and I want it."
2: Yeah. So the original, like when information started coming out about the Bronco, and and Ford is like, "Okay, it's time. We're going to reveal the Bronco to the world." Their original reveal date was O.J. Simpson's birthday. No way. And they were like, <laughs> by happenstance, or yeah, because like- they changed it. <laughs> oh, man. they changed oh. like. It was well, yeah, they Thursday. Had fast track it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a Thursday, and I was thinking to myself, I was like, if I'm breaking world news, not that I would ever break world news, but like, if I'm breaking world news,
1: keep wearing that purple tux, and you might I'd keep yeah.
2: wearing. Yeah, keep wearing the purple tux for sure, or the flower tux that I have too. But yes. I'm like, it's either a special occasion. So, for example, you know, you tell your mom on her birthday that, you know, we're having another baby or on Christmas or whatever the case may be. But a Thursday in July, like when it's not anything special, they're just going to release. So we, of course, were all like, oh, they did it on purpose. They totally did it. Like Ford's just like, listen, we're doing this and it's happening. And then they changed the date to like a Sunday. nobody checked Facebook. Yeah, nobody checked Facebook. And then all of a sudden it's like, Ooh,
3: I'm like, oh, I bet it's going to be white too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That would be an excellent, be a glove on the, that would on be the an front seat.
2: That'd be an excellent
3: marketing plan. Honestly, like he's a free man now. I he mean, so getting OJ to announce the new Bronco, I think would have been phenomenal. Yeah, actually that'd been, I mean, we'd be talking about it saying we're, it didn't even happen and we're talking about it today. So yeah, I know. Oh,
2: yeah. Over, well over a year later. And so then what happened with the Bronco is like, they made a reservation process. If you want one, you have to reserve it. And you're not going to get one unless you reserve it. And, and you, you don't
1: even know what it truly looks like yet. Yep,
2: but, and you don't but, even know what it truly looks like, which the good thing is you only had to put 100 bucks down to reserve one. So for so many people out there, I mean, there was people out there that, you know, they can't finance a candy bar, but they're like, oh, here's my 100 bucks for my Bronco. Can't wait for it to get here, yep. you know. And, and then all of a sudden they call you and they need their 100 bucks back because, you know, I can't finance the candy bar and I want a candy bar, <laughs> so i got to go buy it, you know. But it, then when it came out, it was – okay, yeah, you can you, you can order one. It's fine. Now you can just, anybody can order one. So there's people, I mean, we've got we've got two customers. We had two available Broncos that just showed up. We got two customers came in, bought them both. Their uncle ordered one like almost a year ago, and he doesn't even have a build date yet. Jeez. And these guys both have Broncos, and they're driving Broncos today. Oh. Like, talk about a kick, right? <laughs> yeah.
3: I think they had a good plan as well because when – the Broncos first came out, it was the sport, correct? That was the first yep, one. That was the first one. And and these newer models look way different to me, you know? So it's like, wait, I got the first Bronco, but I thought that's what it was going to look like. So now are you getting a lot of people trying to trade in the sports now for the real Bronco?
2: Yep, yep, because it came out and they're like, it's Bronco, it's Bronco. It's, it's like, it's yeah. Bronco Sport. And yep. then you've got the Bronco and then the Bronco four-door. Those mm-hmm. are the, and your four-door and your Bronco are your big ones. But yeah, I mean, people were just so excited to see the Bronco logo. And, and I don't, I don't know why I -hmm. have no idea why if they were just easier to build or if like we joked because um, and, and I don't know I can't confirm this so any of my GM friends like don't don't jump on me but supposedly when the blazer came out people were kind of bummed out because it wasn't what they were expecting it to be it had some recalls and stuff like that and so my thought was well, maybe Ford then when the Blazer came out, like the Bronco Sport was going to be the Bronco, you know, and then the Blazer came out and people weren't happy and Ford was like, we can't do that. <laughs> yeah. But then I've seen <laughs> these pictures that are supposedly from like 0405 of design, you know, of the Bronco and it's like, eh, it kind of looks exactly like how it's supposed to. So yeah. I don't really know. Um I think there's a chance that you may see in the future if it continues to go well because um, companies have a tendency to overdo things. I mean, Chevy, back when I worked with Chevy, it was the SS. Well, I don't want a Chevy Aveo SS. I don't right. need an, how do you make an Aveo an SS? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, not everything needs to be an SS, you know? And so then they just tried just the SS. That was just a vehicle. Um, you know, and I think Ford may do a, you got your Bronco Sport, you got your your Bronco, your, and then maybe now you might have like a, big bronco we're also you've got this entire lineup of suvs where it's like we have an suv for any budget any style and they're all bronco yeah. badged I right guess. and that's the
3: thing i think the raptor and i know colton we got to go here in just a minute but i think the raptor is probably the it changed the game when it with the look of trucks big trucks i think and now i was sort of joking earlier but not really there i did read this morning that we're going to release the Bronco Raptor version or Raptor edition. And, and just having that name on something that's not a truck, but you have the name Bronco and Raptor, which has become such a huge name in the truck industry is just going to sell just because of the name. Mm -hmm. They might not even like it, but they're like, Oh, we have the Bronco and the Raptor all wrapped in one. Yep. So it's crazy to think about uh, just what just the word means to people.
0: Bronco or Raptor.
3: Well, Raptor for me, but I like both. Like, my dream truck is definitely a Raptor. I will have a Raptor at some point in my life. Um, I thought you were going to have a Denali. Why not today? No, I, I changed my mind on that again. Really? Nate's here. <laughs> 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 not even the truck. I, we were just
0: talking about the SUV. No, it we did he, have a nice Denali, a Denali, for, for, Denali in Arizona. My
1: only gripe with the Bronco is that it's not boxy enough.
0: Yeah. I wish it was. I think more the newer ones are, though. Boxy body. Yeah.
1: You know, like square bodies.
2: Yeah. I, I'm I'm a boxy fan, too. Yeah. But. Not
1: as aerodynamic and efficient and whatever. Yeah, I mean, seven miles to the gallon is pretty sweet.
2: (laughs) 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 Oh, man. So
3: Well, yeah, I could ask questions all day. I'm pretty sure about this stuff. But yeah, um, we should probably um, wrap up here in a second and then talk once more about the extravaganza coming this weekend. Before that, thank you, Nate, for joining. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Um, If you're looking for a, a vehicle, especially a used vehicle, go to Kimber Creek in Pine River. And how do people get a hold of you
2: uh so best way to get a hold of us is to either hop on our website at www.kimbercreekford.com uh pick up your phone and call us at 218-818-8199 um no, that's my direct line. You can call me too. I don't care. But also 818 uh, 4419. I did this in a video the other day too. I'm <laughs> uh, just so used to giving out my number. But either one's fine. We don't care. We just want to hear from you. Um, or head north on Highway 371. And if you get to the stoplights in Pine River, you've gone too far.
3: Yes. You, that sounded like an actual commercial right I feel there. like I think yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> So, well, thanks again, Nate, um, Colton, Isaiah. Big weekend ahead for us in, in the Brainerd Lakes area. It is the big ice fishing extravaganza. Thousands of people come into town. The ice is, it's official as of last Thursday. It is happening. The ice is.
0: It's official. It's good enough.
3: So It's good it's enough. It's good enough. Yeah. Uh, wear your rubber boots. Yes. She's going to be wet. Bring your galoshes. Congrats. All right. On that note, <laughs> thank you all for listening to Listen Local. Isaiah hit that button.